Did you pay your parents' board when you started working? I'm sure the vast majority of children who do have to pay board think it's a bit of a rough deal, given that they've had a free ride for their entire life until then. But as the RBA governor addressed, well, today he addressed cost of living concerns, which are likely to get worse with the fixed rate cliff mid-year, every household in Australia will be carefully counting their incomes. Uh, And if you did pay board and rent, your parents may have needed you to contribute for financial reasons. Or maybe it was more about teaching you a lesson about how to manage your finances. Maybe you followed your parents' lead, insisting your own children should pay board while living in the family home. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Do you think children should pay their parents' board and keep? And why do you think that? Are you for it? Are you against it? Perhaps your parents put the money you paid them on board and keep away and gave it back to you a few years later when you bought your first Tirana or your house deposit. Uh, I'd love to hear your stories. The text line's open. 0418 is the text line. Paul says, Hi, Andy, I left home at 18, but my parents had an interesting approach with my brother who left home much later. They charged him rent, kept it in an account without telling him and gave it all back to him when he bought his first house. That is, uh, well, the bank of mum and dad, quite literally. Uh, This one from Lucy, she says, 20 odd years ago, my parents let me live at home for nothing. I did housework and my own washing, etc. As long as I saved some of what I earned, I funded two working holidays overseas and saved a house deposit, which I may never have been able to do without that support. This one too, from Chris in Malua Bay on the south coast of New South Wales. Chris says, my children all went to university and we provided free board as long as they stayed at home. Love to hear from you on this. 0418 is the text line. Child and adolescent psychologist, Dr. Michael Carr-Gregg has some pretty firm views, you could say, on this subject. He joins me now. Hello, Michael. Hi, Andy. Good afternoon. When do you think a child should start paying board and uh, keep to live at home and why? I think if they've got a full-time job, um, just as you described in the bank of mum and dad scenario, um, I think it is perfectly reasonable for parents to extract about 10% of what they earn, put it in a bank account, and if they can afford it, give it back to them. But if they can't, and they because of cost of living, they need that money, then fair enough. 10%. So this is like a tithing argument. <laughs> I hadn't thought of it quite that way. <laughs> but if, if you're, thanks, Andy, um, if you are actually um, at uni uh, or at doing an apprenticeship and you don't have a very high income, you might even have a part-time job, then I don't think parents should extract any money from you. It is an interesting one because certainly there's the habit of parents to uh, repeat what was done to them as children, but we also live in a very different economy for a lot of different reasons. I mean, we're talking a lot today about the RBA governor and, you know, the cost of living pressures. There's got to be an economic argument in this as well as a parental one, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I guess I would be looking at financial literacy and teaching kids the value of earning money, saving, investing, protecting your money, spending, all of that sort of stuff. So for me, I don't know if you know this survey, but Australia's financial literacy went down 
significantly between 2016 to 20. The biggest decline in financial literacy was in under 35-year-olds. I find it ironic that we have a compulsory super scheme in Australia, but we don't actually teach in school on what to do with it. And I think the great thing of getting money from your kids under the circumstances that I've talked about is you're actually teaching them the value of saving and that has to be a good life lesson. Well, the other life lesson is playing your role in the family. Do you think children should get, uh, grown children, should get a discount if they do participate in the chores of the house on their rent and board? Or is that, because that's sort of going into a different area, a different kind of life lesson. Yeah, that is. Um, I've always believed that young people should help around the house irrespective of their age. If they're living in the house, then I think they should make a contribution to their household. Now, that's quite an old-fashioned view, and there's actually something called the slothful child syndrome that some American psychologists have talked about where compared to, say, 20 years ago, young people do less now around the house to contribute to their household than ever before. Yeah, you wonder why that is. I mean, there has also been uh, writing around the privatisation of tasks in the house when you've got two working parents, perhaps sometimes cleaning or cooking gets outsourced because you're both working so hard. Uh, I'd love to know your thoughts on this topic about whether or not grown children who are working should pay rent and board. Do you think children should pay their parents while they do live at home? Does it teach them a life lesson? Are you for or against it? Maybe you sit in the maybe camp. That's okay too. 0418 is the text line. Dr. Michael Greg Carr is here. Here's one on the text line. I began earning a wage when I was 16. It gave me great pride to be able to contribute to the household. For the next eight years, my mother used my contribution to pay off the mortgage of the family home. 45 years later, when she died, my seven siblings and I received an inheritance of $500,000 each that enabled me to buy my home that I now, 76 years later, enjoy mortgage-free. So, I mean, putting aside, you know, intergenerational wealth here, there is that life lesson, if you if you like, about knowing how to save and, and when to save and how important it is at, at a young age. More important now than ever before, because I don't think we teach that in school. It's a really hit and miss thing. Some of my clients have received formal tuition and others haven't. And it really doesn't depend on whether or not they go to a private school or a state school. It seems to be very much a school-by-school thing. So since it's not formally part of the curriculum, it really is up to parents to do the sort of thing that you're talking about. Another text raises a a good point talking about single parents, perhaps renting. I mean, there are the very real, very pressing requirements of rent, which we know is going up around Australia. I mean, that, that almost makes it imperative for every member of the family who's earning a wage to contribute. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, the one day that your child, if they're living at home, are going to have to do what my son has just done, which is move out of home and enter into the real world. So I think anything we we do should be preparing our children for the real world. And it really disturbs me that um, the level of financial literacy is going down. Um, and that that biggest decline is under the age of 35. That seems to me to be a bit of a clarion call for parents um, across Australia. 
How early is too early to start teaching children about what's ahead in terms of adulthood? You know, there's a few texts coming in talking about, well, you know, children should be, their childhood should be somehow, I don't know, protected from all of the day-to-day grind of what it is to be an adult. What do you say to that? Um, I think up to the age of five, I think I'm quite happy to protect them from the realities of life. But once they hit primary school, I think teaching them the value of, I don't know if you've heard of the three jars technique where there's a jar to save, a jar to spend and a jar to give to charity. Are you familiar with that? Is that a barefoot investor thing? It is. Ah, It is. I've heard of this, yeah. Okay, so I mean, that to me, I don't think you can start that early enough. And I love the idea of him having a jar so that you can actually see the money pile up. And um, I think that's basic. I'm actually, I was talking with your producer earlier about the fact that I was a bit cross because my parents taught me absolutely nothing in terms of financial literacy and um, looking at myself now, I wish they had been a bit more... Um, proactive in that area. So I didn't have any jars, but I wish I had. (laughs) Well, certainly, you know, you make a good point about the need for financial literacy and that survey really points towards that. I suppose the balance comes in what your expectations are as an an adult and and a parent and how perhaps your childhood was and what, what your parents did for you. How do you separate what was and what can be with your own children? Well, I think you should always learn from your own experience. And, you know, I've been an active devotee of the Barefoot Investor ever since I think um, he published his first book. And I've endeavoured to pass that knowledge on to my kids. So I think probably my parents almost did me a favour in not teaching me what I needed to know. And I've made sure that I haven't made the same mistake with my kids. Well, uh, we'll have to get to some more texts in a minute, but Michael, I do appreciate your time this afternoon. Thanks for joining me. Pleasure. Dr. Michael Carr, Greg, is a child and adolescent psychologist. Uh, On the text line, 20 and working to contribute. If studying, travelling and working, I would do my best to assist her, says this parent. This one too, my uh, kids aren't actually paying board, but even the older ones are still studying, but they do share all the cooking, washing, gardening and other shared household tasks. Uh, This one too. Hi, Andy. When I started work in the early 70s, my mother simply told us it was fair and that we would pay a third board, a third saved and a third to spend until we left home. Sounds a bit like the three jars technique. Uh, Thank you so much for all of your texts. Very interesting. Uh, I think uh, certainly it's a bit of a generational divide here. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.